Hail and well met, travelers, and welcome to the Kinky Tavern. Pull up a stool. What do you have to drink? Here, we're going to talk about different aspects of kink, leather, the BDSM community, relationships within it, and so much more. All opinions voiced in this podcast are just that, opinions, and they should not be taken as fact or medical advice. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoy. We also wanted to give extra support here for Alan, who was in a car accident a few weeks ago. I was in a car accident a couple weeks ago, day after my birthday. What a bummer. And it was a high-speed car accident. I was going about 65 whenever I hit the lady, and my brakes failed. So if you would like to donate, please donate to my Venmo or my Cash App. Um, Those will be linked down below because I don't know them. Our listeners should know our friend Magic. They were in episode 43, Kink at Pride. They are having some hard times right now fall on their family, unfortunately illness, chronic illness, financial struggles. So they are offering a super discounted sketch commission starting at $5. Their Redbubble has a couple of designs available on fun products. And their Instagram is magics underscore mischief. All the links are there, including the link to sign up for commission. And I will include that down below in our description. So please, if you can, go support Magic. Any amount helps. They just really need a boost right now. So yeah, I hope our listeners can help out a little. If you would like to support us or follow us, we are on Patreon at The Kinky Tavern. FetLife, Twitter, and Instagram, all at The Kinky Tavern. I'm also personally on FetLife at MDizzy, E-M-D-I-Z-Z-Y. Please do not friend me on that account. You can definitely follow me. And you can friend the Kinky Tavern, but please don't friend me on that one. That's for people I know. I'm also on TikTok at MixDizzySoul, M-X-D-I-Z-Z-Y-S-O-U-L. And on Twitter at DaddysDizzySoul, D-A-D-D-Y-S-D-I-Z-Z-Y-S-O-U-L. And all of those will be linked down below. Yes. And you can also find me on TikTok. Yes, I have a TikTok. I'm never on it, but you can send me stuff. At uh, pup underscore Merlin underscore Wrecker, R-E-K-K-R. That is also my FetLife. You can follow me there or message me or whatever. I also run the Kinky Tavern Twitter. So, And I am on FetLife at Alan's World 111. Please do not friend me. Only follow me there. Those are for people that I know. On Instagram, Lord Alan Vidra, that would be L-O-R-D-A-L-L-E-N-V-Y-D-R-A. Twitter at Lord Allen 111 And TikTok, Alan's World 111 Please follow me on TikTok so that I can get to a live. Excellent. So please give us a follow, give us a like, and keep up to date on what we're doing with the Kinky Tavern podcast. The content that we discuss will likely be explicit. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, I'm Mix Dizzy. And I'm Pup Rucker. And I'm Alan. And today we are sitting down with two very awesome boot blacks, Moxie and Buck. So you walk into the Kinky Tavern. You have a full menu. It's a buffet of all of your favorite kinks. What do you choose? 
What's on your first plate? Yeah, what do you pick first? <laughs> All of the kinks. Oh, wow. Plate? Okay. Yeah. Then mine definitely is fisting with a side of stomping. Mm. Like, that. Mm. that's my two things. Like, I, I want, and I mean, and stomping can go either way. Like, I love being under someone's boot, but I don't mind having someone under my boot. Hot. We love the stompies. Yes. Yes, yes they do. <laughs> so mine's probably going to be similar. Um, I, so I have a wide breadth of interests as far as like different toys and implements and all that kind of stuff. But the stuff that really resonates for me is the stuff where either I am physically touching or I am connected to something physically touching, i.e. Mm -hmm. gloves, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, for me, it would probably be kind of a mix of um, boot play, cigar play, and biting. Nice. That sounds lovely. Yes. Um, that sounds like my plate. Mm -hmm. We share sure. a plate. <laughs> I, it's a buffet. We could. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just saying, like, you know, stuff like flogging and all that stuff is fantastic. Mm -hmm. But, like, mm -hmm. I get the biggest high from, like, the actual yeah grabbing and licking and biting and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff that more tactile. i feel like if i saw you at a leather bar you just have grabby hands all the time just like i want to touch i will leave that up to you to find out at some point when you move to southern california Ooh, yeah. challenge <laughs> SoCal time. Okay. Also, um, since you're going to be relatively in town-ish, at some point I would like you to sit for me. Yes, please. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah, we'll nerd out over boots and stuff. Excellent. Moxie, would you mind telling us just a little bit about yourself, ladies first? Thank you. Um, I'm Moxie Minion. I am the 2018 still carrying forward representing uh, title holder for the Northwest Boot Black. I am from Reno, Nevada, and I am a queer poly penguin princess. Uh, what's your home bar? Uh, my home bar is The Bolt in Sacramento. Nice. Excellent. And Buck, do you think you could give us kind of a rundown on you? Uh, sure. So I'm, I go by Buck Harder on, on TikTok, um, and I have been bootblocking for about 12 years 13 years 12 years and i i am not a title holder at the moment with regards to to boot blocking or any of that kind of stuff but yeah it's it's my happy place so mm -hmm. i do it as much as i can and what's your home bar oh right uh my home bar is uh the barracks in palm springs so nice. i can usually be found there boot blocking at the beer bus on sundays Nice. And I do have to say, title holding is not for everybody. Just like at the top of this, title holding is an amazing opportunity. I feel like it is an honor and a responsibility, but that's just it. It's a responsibility. And not everyone has the bandwidth for that, mm -hmm. whether that be financially, energy-wise, health-wise, etc. So yeah. Are either of you in a leather family or a leather house? I have my leather family um, that consists of my owner, his partner, who are actually Team Soup up in Canada. Um, we love them. We love them. We love them a lot. Polar's other partner and like my best friend. And we're, we're our own little leather family, not officially named, but they're my leather 
they're 100% my leather family. And then I also have a family that developed out of my title year. So I do refer to my producers as mom and dad. And awesome. Bree Burning, who is the current international eye pole, is also a Northwest title holder. And she 100% is my sister. Like, to death, that girl is my sister. Hell yeah. Love that. I've seen a little bit of her and I really, really stand. And Buck, are you in a family or a house? Um, I, I am. Um, so I have been with my daddy now for nine, it'll be nine years in December. Uh, he has a husband who doesn't really identify with leather so much as he has a couple of kinky interests. And that's that's generally about it. Um, but my daddy also has a master because we are a family of, of polyamorous switches. I have a couple of um, I have a couple of boys, but none that are collared or, or like super serious or prominent, but still like calling me sir. So I enjoy that. Uh, and a boyfriend that lives in uh, Seattle. Fantastic. Yes. Very nice. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, yeah. you guys. What is your specialty? Is it stand repairs? What do you like to do? So I, I wouldn't say that I have much experience with actual repair work. That's something that I'm still kind of working on. If I was to say I have a specialty, probably the 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 play and sensual aspect of boot blacking, especially with regards to oil tans. Nice. Yeah, that, that's probably where my happy place is, is usually mostly oil tans. And um, I, I connect with boot blacking at a very sensual and playful level. So that's probably what my specialty would be if I have one. Excellent. I actually have a couple, like I would consider like two things specialty. One of my big ones is I love newbies in my stand. Like the first person that they sit for, I love to be that person because like I want to make sure that they understand how it works and that it's tailored to them and their experience is great. So like I will search people, be like, I like your boots. Have you sat for a boot black? And if they're if it's a no, I'm like, okay, well, this is when I'll be at the stands and like that's my form of flirting. It uh -huh. is 100% my form of flirting. If we're talking technical, though, my my specialty would be playa boots. Boots that have come back from Burning Man. Nice. And we thank you for your service. Yes. You are very welcome. Because <laughs> they are a pain. <laughs> they are not the easiest thing, but it became a necessity being in Reno. And Reno's the the closest city to Black Rock City. So... It was a trial by fire, but that is my specialty. And every year as Burning Man starts, I'll put little reminders up on social media like, hey, make sure you're not using your normal brushes on this <laughs> and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I'm putting together my playa kit too. <laughs> yeah. Nice. The great thing about a playa kit is a lot of the time it's accidental. It's like, oh, these were Burning Man? Okay, this is my playa kit now. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. So my entire kit is now my playa kit. Great. Time to rebuy everything. What is that? It's it's leather that's been worn at Burning Man and because of the chemicals and stuff in the air oh. yes. and in the dust. So playa dust is a microfine like dust, is but it's microfine, it's microscopic and it is heavily, heavily alkaline. So you oh. actually have to neutralize it to get it off of the boot. Because over time, it will start to eat at the leather. It will eat at your hands oh, wow. while you're working on it. Why people go play in it, I don't know. But they enjoy it. Oh. <laughs> it's burning yeah. man. It's burning man. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, and quick plug for Moxie. Um, she recently did a TikTok 
all about Playa Del. So go <laughs> check did. that out. I did. Yes. Very that TikTok cool. Specifically. Yeah, I did see some of those this year, and I was like, huh, I didn't even know that was a thing. That yeah, is so I cool. didn't know that either because I was confused as hell. <laughs> I actually learned that from my old leather house uh, that I was in. They had like a completely different kit for like Playa. And I like asked so many questions because baby blue black. <laughs> I love babies. They make me happy. <laughs> okay, so some definitions would be nice. Uh, just your personal definitions of boot blacking, title holding, and leather. Sure, I'll take the really quick and light question of what is leather? <laughs> <laughs> no, what does leather mean to you? Oh, um, I mean, for for me, it's, I see a lot of things as Venn diagrams. I mean, that's just kind of how like my brain works. So to me, leather is kind of like overlap of kink, um, a very specific subset of queer history and an appreciation for gear and its history. It's kind of like that, where that overlap would be. And lately, and when I say lately, I mean like the last 20 years, um, there's been a, I would say an explosion in what the communal definition of leather is to include way more than it ever has. Um, like you have the pup scene that, you know, the human animal concept has been around for a while, but the actual pup scene has exploded in the last 20 years. They're definitely part of the leather community. Um, you have a lot less focus on the like Tom of Finland machismo version of leather and a lot more acceptance of like um, just a lot more nuance and a lot more customizability in what leather is. Um, but like for me, it's kind of like that little overlap. Yes. If we dive in for on leather and what leather is to me, leather is my family. Leather is the community that picked me up when I fell down. And they've continued to pick me up when I fall down. It is dirty and raunchy and sweaty and amazing. But at the same time, that is all these hard things. There's these very soft things that go with it. And there is support and it's, I've, I've explained it to people like it's kind of like grown up fraternities and sororities. There is still the backstabbing, just maybe a little less. <laughs> but for me, leather is my family is where I felt at home. It's where things clicked for me in my kink journey. Yeah. Yes, 100%. Beautiful. Big Dizzy, what does leather mean to you? Oh God, we're we're doing. We, I have to talk. Jeez, you're a leather you're person. Well, I'm supposed to talk on my podcast. God, <laughs> the nerve, right? I know the nerve, the gall. So leather to me, I don't have any like polished answer because leather is an ongoing journey, and it is currently very in a in a phase of transition and a phase of progress. And so it's leather is acceptance. It's family. It's to me, okay, so I have a sociology degree. The sociological version of religion or like definition of religion is different than what we see of religion today. So if we're talking just religion as an aspect, as a trait of society, that's what leather is to me. It's my religion. It's who I learn from. It's who I grow with. It's who picks me up when I fall down, like Moxie said. It's family. And it's working together as a family to help the whole family. So for the least of us, those of us that are more marginalized, um, those of us that are struggling, and you know, those of us that have a voice, those of us that have resources, we speak for those people. We help those people when we can. And that's what I love about it. 
at least that's the idea behind it. Not everyone, we, we know that, but mm-hmm. that's what I love about leather. Yeah. Becker, yeah. what does leather mean to you? Uh, well, we have a interesting history with leather, um, just because we've been in a couple different leather families, and uh, for various reasons, we've had to leave those leather families. So we've experienced it. We love leather, and we love the family, the community, the support you get from everyone that you trust. And yeah, I. And leather's hot. Yeah, leather's hot. Leather's hot. And just having that, and like, to me, like, leather also stands for, like, when you think of kink or BDSM or anything, you see the leather daddy or the the dominatrix in the leather outfit. So you, like, that's like the generalized representation of kink and BDSM. So just being a part of that, and it just means that you, you're there to support and stand up and fight for your right to be there, basically. Fight for your right to party. Yeah. Alan, what does leather mean to you? I love this question, and I get asked it so many times. <laughs> Anytime I'm in a general kink space and I'm the one wearing the leather vest, everybody comes up and is like, what is leather? So what does that mean to you? And uh, I always preface it with like a very simple answer. Leather is love. Leather is my family. Leather is my community. Leather is a constant act of rebellion. We're constantly fighting. We're constantly advocating for every single person who exists within the community, regardless of sexual orientation, race, uh, sexuality. I already said sexual orientation. relationship orientation anything uh we accept you for who you are we want to meet you where you are and we want to love you where you are so leather is love leather is love i love that excellent yes so and this might be more something that moxie answers i know buck you haven't really done much with titles but if you could tell us kind of what is required to win these titles um, I know that it's one of the only skill-based titles that we have left. Like boot blacking is one of the only skill-based titles we have left in the community. And the people who win those titles are extremely skilled people. So obviously, Moxie, you are an extremely skilled boot black. I've also heard that the boot black community is really small and everyone kind of knows one another. Yeah. And so this is true. <laughs> what is it that you had to do or that in general one has to do to win so with boot blacking titles oftentimes there's three to four components of the boot black title you will have to work stand time and that's a time where your judges are they could possibly be sitting with you um or sitting for you i should say or they're just Mm -hmm. standing back and watching you work a stand and they're watching for things like in your personality they're watching to see what techniques you used what techniques might be special to you that you do that they haven't seen before. Um, Over the weekend or over the week, depending on the contest, you will also often be judged on your overall leather lifestyle or leather appearance. And in my case, it was just pretty much making sure that I was acting with integrity the whole weekend and not, I mean, treating people nicely, not that I go out of my way to treat anyone poorly. I really try not to. But like right. being a good person and being a good representative for the leather community. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Some contests, which thank God mine did not, 
although I did practice for it, will have a tech boot. Tech boots terrify me, absolutely terrify me, because they will take a boot and they will just beat it to hell and say, you have 30 minutes, or if you're lucky, an hour, get as good of a shine as you can on it. I've seen tech boots that have been, um, had paint put on them. I've personally, okay, I don't want to do a tech boot, but I will rough a tech boot up for someone. <laughs> I have dropped tech boots off the top of a parking garage. Oh my God. Because <laughs> what does that look like? <laughs> <laughs> your tech boot. I'm, I'm horrified. Same. Um, let me just say, I, I didn't realize that some of the tech boots um, were like half an hour to an hour because a lot of the tech boot contests that I have at least seen, they had it for the weekend. I don't, <laughs> that is, that a is, full weekend? I've, I've seen, I've seen contests where it's a full weekend. Yeah. Um, I believe, unless I'm very much mistaken, I mean, I, I've seen, I think it was the International Community Boot Black. They had like a couple of days. I think ICBB has a couple of days. I'd have to ask AJ about that. Yeah. No, I kind of want to ask AJ. Um, Ims Baba, so Imsel BB, uh -huh. um, Imsel Boot Black, used to have theirs overnight. Right. Like they would get theirs at like 7 p.m. and they would have till about 9 a.m. the next day to turn it in. Yeah. They now have wow. an hour. Wow. One hour and they're being watched the whole time. And can I just say something really quick to kind of like piggyback on what Moxie was saying about like creating the tech boot problem? Yeah. Um, I have spoken to a number of people that when they talk about what they do to the tech boots, all of them get this really sadistic glee about them. It's like, oh yeah, I've done this to boots. Have fun. <laughs> Y'all. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, I have heard tech boot nightmares from other title holding boot blacks that like like what Moxie said, it's like in half an hour to an hour that you have to fix these boots and you have to do some like sometimes kind of complicated repairs. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, sanding down a fucking three inch uh scratch. That would suck. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, I've heard plenty of boot blacks curse at the tech boot. Uh, competitions. I mean, one of my buddies uh, will talk about how he's not allowed to do tech boots anymore because he would like take a Dremel to a pair of high shines. Oh my god! Oh, that would make me sad. <laughs> he's like, have fun. I hope you have Franken patch. <laughs> yeah. See, all you really need to do find some welders and some like saw operators and throw them in the boots for a couple of months at work. Oh. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, that's the boots that I showed you guys that I was repairing for, sir. Is like the pair of boots that he wore for his wedding for one thing and then he decided to wear it to his job which is welding i i, I didn't have any other boots we were very poor we just did a honeymoon and a wedding yeah and i said are you sure you can wear these to work and he it's said it's understandable yeah. i didn't know anything about boots i can't say that they look terrible no they look good now no they look really good i can't wait to wear <laughs> anyway, I think we got lost on a bunny trail <laughs> from talking about the requirements of title holding. You invite bootblocks to your podcast, that's going to happen. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I know. I just just know that it's my job as producer to herd the cats. It's okay because tag boots are fun. To follow the bunny oh, trail. It's going to be bunny trails. Like, okay, so we mentioned the, the tech boot. Um, there will be an interview. 
uh, during the weekend at some point in time. I've never seen a contest run without some form of an interview. Uh, it's a panel interview, so anywhere from three to five judges. Um, sometimes they'll have other judges sit in, like if it's a contest that has like a personal leather contest and or a Ms. Mix Mr. Contest, they'll have the other judges set in. So it can be a lot of judges or a very small panel, and they'll ask you everything. I will always and forever, I want to say it was MSBB 2017, it might have been 2016. Mark Frazier was a judge, and Mark Frazier is an amazing, amazing gay leather man. Mm-hmm. Hot is all hell. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, Mark Frazier is hot. But he did this thing. And like, I sat through all the interviews that, and there were, I think, nine of them that year. And the, the last question at every interview is he asked them to hold their tech boot. And then he looked at them and said, you've just been told you can never boot black again. Talk to your boot. I'm going to cry. <laughs> exactly. It's like heartbreaking because like, what the hell? And I mean, oh none God. of the contestants knew it was coming. Like, and <sighs> you saw some of the most honest answers and like there were tears. And because this is, for a lot of us, this is our connection. This is our connection to the community. And it's like, okay, well, if I can't boot black, how am I going to connect now? Oh my God. And it, I, I have vowed that if I ever run for another title and they announce that Mark Frazier is a judge, I will drop out. <laughs> oh my God. Save yourself the trauma. Because that's not happening. Um, but... The and I mean, and they'll ask you things like that. They'll ask things to open you up and see who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. They also might ask you history questions about the title that you're running for, mm-hmm. or what you plan to do with the title afterward. And it's just, it can be wrenching. Like the interview process can be tough. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Tech boot interview process. In my contest, in the Northwest Boot Black contest, we are considered a teaching title. That's how our producers want us to be. So that we have to give a 20-minute presentation, a 20-minute mini class, including questions from the audience. Oh, wow. wow. So that can be intense. And then you have stage time. So a pop question and most of the time a speech. Very but, cool. Yeah. Like Moxie kind of alluded to, like, um different titles if they or if they have a different focus the contest will be tailored a little bit differently like um the having to do a 20 minute class and that kind of thing if it's an educational title blah 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 uh international community boot black i know is a lot more play focused so part of their title week or part of their contest weekend uh i believe they called it uh the official name was like interpersonal skills which what that Actually, what the actual execution of that was, was um, boot black fantasy demo, go play. (laughs) Um, And I mean, like, so I I don't know if either of you have heard of uh, Luna. She's a boot black that lives in San Francisco. She won International Community Boot Black 2011. And during that portion, she tied someone to her boot black stand using their own boot laces and spanked them with their own boot. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. I love that idea. Yeah. I do too. Cool, right? Um, but yeah, so I mean, like, th- there's some, 
like that's a contest that part of it is like okay how do you play at the stand that kind mm -hmm. of thing so yeah. often other titles like mr mix miss um sometimes pup they'll have a section that's called a fantasy and i have mm -hmm. always joked that I am a boot black title holder because I don't want to fucking do a fantasy. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Mm -mm. Same. And of course, I'm a theater kid, so those are fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just not me. But that's that's part of their title, and like they're judged on it. Um, mm -hmm. In the Northwest uh, Personal Leather Contest in 2019, um, Brie Burning, who won, is also a little... Mm -hmm. And she had this amazing fantasy, including her in a onesie dressed up as a dinosaur demolishing a city. Like they had cardboard structures and just demolishing the city. And it was so much fun and so great. And I've also seen fantasies that are very touching. I saw a um, pup fantasy once where the pup was a service dog. The pup acted as a service dog for someone. And like, I walked away from that crying. Yeah. So that's awesome. That's actually, we are moving towards service pup training. I love pups. I love yeah. pups so much. I have, I have yet to see a pup wear a service dog vest. And I want to see that so bad. <laughs> I'm getting a patch. Yeah, we're at least getting a patch. I'd like to get like a harness that says it on or something like embroidered leather would be nice. Mm -hmm. But that'll be down the road. In my in my official title year. So technically, I have stepped down from the title, but I don't have a title child. So I'm still promoting the title um, through right. pandemic and everything else. It, it can be a lot. Um, for me, it was very fulfilling and very worth it. But it's it's not for everyone. It's not. And when you do win, whatever you expected it that yeah. year to be, throw it right out the fucking window. Throw all of those thoughts out the window because whatever you thought it was going to be, it definitely will not be. That's what I've heard about title holding too, is that the year that you have holding that title goes so fucking fast mm -hmm. for one thing. And you don't expect it, but it's also like water balloons being pelted at you for a straight mm -hmm. year. Um, I, I will say I've, I've never held a bootlock yeah. title, but I've held a couple of titles in different arenas. And that is definitely one thing that it seems like all titles really have in common is it, you cannot even have an idea of what you're in for when you step up for better or for worse. Right. Uh, some people will have the most amazing experience that they could have never imagined. And other times, just because of circumstances and who was around or whatever, they had like a garbage fire year. So, I mean, it just, it, it, you cannot even anticipate what a title year will, will really throw at you. Right. And even the best year is an incredible commitment. In my title year, I went through a breakup, a very big breakup. Mm -hmm. Um, my oldest came out as trans. My mom was diagnosed for the second time with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And I felt like my world was falling apart. Like I, oh, and I produced another boot black title contest. Like I helped produce a contest in a con convention. And the Sunday morning of that convention in Reno, I literally stood after brunch 
crying wow. to my producer, just like tears running down my face at Tomo. My God. And Tomo looked oh, at wow. me and said, remember, no matter what, life still happens. We are all title holders, but life will still happen. The difference is you have mom and I to help you. Mm-hmm. And thank God for Miss Rhonda and Tomo and, and Eric. Um, we jokingly refer to Eric as Uncle Eric because he's not really that involved with the contest, but he's very involved with the con. Um, because I would not have made it through at all. At all. I would have been lost. Yeah, it was it was the quickest, longest year of my life. Yeah, I bet. That is so much all at once. Yeah. You mentioned Tomo. Tomo is my well, Tomo was my producer. Um, Oh, okay. Tomo was the producer the year with Miss Rhonda. Um, They are an international MS title holder couple. Um, I don't remember the year and she'll probably call me on that (laughs) later. Um. But they were my producers, and I would say both of them have acted in mentor-style ways with me. Um, I still, I mean, I'm their boot black coordinator for Northwest, and I'm the boot black coordinator along with Briar Rose for SPLF. Yeah, um, that's our area. So SPLF is amazing. I'm so excited. Everyone should go. But. I would say both of them have acted acted in mentorship roles, although we never really had a formal mentorship. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask both of you just straight up. Do you have mentors? Like specific boot black mentors is what I should say. Um, I mean, I don't have a, a specific mentor. I'm very much of the, the mentality that everyone has something that they can teach and everyone has stuff that they can learn and boot blocking is very skillshare focused like that we're if you go on any like the boot blocking groups on like facebook fetlife and all that it's all like hey how do you do this how do you blah 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 blah, right so we all kind of like help each other out at various points um i would say as far as like direct mentors to me the first boot black that really helped me find my way was Red Warrior, who was International Community Boot Black at 2010. Um, And she now lives in Alaska. I don't know how active she is now, unfortunately. I haven't spoken to her in forever. Uh, But she is probably one of the most technically sound boot blacks I've ever met. My friend Sean was the first person that guided me through my first public boot blacking, and he was a big help when I was first getting started as well. Aside from that, it's, it's... mostly been community mentorship i guess like no direct mentorship but like i was saying it's just like i have specific people in the community that i know i can go to it's like hey how do you do this again oh yeah. right thanks <laughs> the people you grow with i love that yeah fully. um actually one of the main ones for me lately has been this uh woman her name is danielle and she is the boot black and basically leather caretaker for the tom of finland house in la uh, and she is amazing uh, so she's definitely someone that I'll message and be like, hey, uh, help me do this. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> right? That's amazing. Wow. Great. I'm kind of in shock and awe at that she's one. She's fantastic. To name drop. The, if you ever get the chance <laughs> to meet her, she's fantastic. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. And Moxie, did you want to speak on any oh, of that? I have had a different experience. Um, I actually went through a very rigorous mentorship program with an international Miss Boot Black a million years ago now <laughs> and like it was very laid out and it i had journaling projects i had 
boot quotas that I would have to meet. I had to go, you know, search out someone that had Wesco's, search out someone who had Carolinas to do their boots. Um, I had to teach a class at the end. Uh, mm-hmm. And it it worked very well for me because I'm very much a goal-oriented person and I am a people pleaser. So like I'm doing my best not to let anyone down. Yeah. So it worked very well for me. My mentor and I have parted ways and that was just as bad as a breakup. I'm so sorry. To me. I mean, it had been 10 years and we parted ways and things are not good between us. And there's reasons and mistakes were made on both sides. I'll I'll admit, I'll own my fault. Uh but it was rough. But I'm not I don't feel like I'm mentorless anymore because we are such a skill share community. Mm-hmm. I know that one of my best friends in the world, Daisy Boot Black, she's in Chicago right now. She is she, ironically, she went through the same mentorship program that I did. Um, and she's freaking amazing. Like if I have a problem or something, I pick up the phone and I send Daisy a message or I send Daisy a photo because if honestly, if Daisy can't figure out what to do with it, we're just all going to cry about it. Um, (laughs) Because I mean, on top of being a very skilled and amazing boot black, she went through, she's a certified leather worker. She went through an apprenticeship at the, I, I think it's like the Chicago School of Leather. That's oh, fucking cool. And oh, she made her own shoes. That's, that's fucking like, cool. Awesome. I yeah, she made that is a bucket list for I'm me. <laughs> right? She made uh, one of her projects, um, her final projects, she made a pair of sneakers and a pair of like dress style shoes from the last up. Like, that's so cool. And they're mm-hmm. amazing. Like, she. That's so cool. If. Once again, if you ever have a chance to sit for sit for Daisy or uh, go to one of her classes, she will be teaching SPLF. Plug, plug. Um, she's she's awesome. And between Daisy and AJ, who is the international community boot black of 2019, between the mm-hmm. two of them, like they're my go to people because we've we've seen almost everything at this point we hope if you find pictures of those boots slash shoes please please send them oh i can pull them up i'm simping a little yes i I would also like to see yeah it's it it is absolutely bucket list item for me to make my own pair of boots at some point i just (laughs) same i'm 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 nowhere near even close to starting on that project but something i want to do (laughs) same i am just now learning how to do repairs and the thing that's getting me right now is fucking pleather. You're welcome. How the fuck mm. do I repair pleather? Set it on fire? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I was going to say, you got in a Sharpie. Um... I tried glossy black paint, acrylic black paint. But that did not work. Like, the problem, the problem with pleather is it's basically, like, leather that's been processed enough that it's practically plastic. So, like, it's... it's you can't take care of it and repair it the same way that you can with like proper, like actual hide leather, yeah. right? So it's it's tricky. I okay. So the issue is while we're talking about this, 
The issue is, is that I have uh, these pair of like heels that McSissy gave me that are like super cracked, but they're pleather. They told me that they were leather and I was like, oh, I could totally fix that. There was no label. But then I found out they were pleather. <laughs> it's okay, honey. Um, but I found out like whenever I started like touching them, I was like, oh shit, these are pleather. Um, and so they have like a bunch of cracks that I've like kind of sanded down a little bit. But I don't know if that's even the right thing to do with pleather. It's not like it's a high risk pair of shoes or anything. It's very low risk, but I'm working on my pleather repair skills. They were found uh, at the bottom of a laundry basket that had other things on top of it, like in storage in the second bedroom. And I found them and they were like bent back and not in good shape. And I was like, I'm just going to throw them away. And Alan was like, no, send them. Yeah. All right. What can I lose? (laughs) There you go. Have fun. (laughs) No, they sent them to me with a care package. Oh, yeah. It was cute. (laughs) Care packages are great. They sent me a nice care package that has like this little baby bat in it. Um, Yeah, it's very cute. Um, And then those shoes. And um, I left my like, so I have a broken foot right now. Yeah. Oh, dear Lord. But like this like thing right here, I left it at their house or like in their car or something the last time I visited Kansas. So they had to mail it back Mm -hmm. to me. And I've been struggling ever since. And I was like, well, it's a flat rate box. Let me see how much I can get thrown in here. Yeah. Okay. While we're on the topic too, Alan, the other boot black in the room, how have you learned? I know you're a baby boot black, so you're fairly new to the game. But how have you learned? So I'm a part of a few boot blacking groups and friends with a few boot blacks so if usually i have a problem i will just snap a picture and send it to whatever boot black i feel like might be able to help me with this thing kind of like whenever i was vetting both of you to be on the pod i kind of already knew who you were because like i I know people who know you (laughs) i literally asked one person and they were like oh yeah no i love i love all of them they're great (laughs) Those are great educators. And I was just like, okay, cool. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, like, we're just very community based. And usually, if you have one boot black friend, then you can find several others to help you fix whatever you need to fix. Mm -hmm. So I'm self taught for the most part at the moment. I would love to have a mentor. Um, but unfortunately, I don't feel safe enough in my home community to be able to acquire a mentor in any way, shape, or form. But your home will be changing soon, and hopefully there is a better community on the other side for you. Yes! Boot Blacks in LA area, please go add me on FetLife. I would love to get to know you. So you're moving to LA? Yes! We are practically going to be neighbors. I thought you lived in Canada. <laughs> no, I live in Palm Springs. Springs. Oh my fucking god! We're 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 going to be like two hours apart. We'll be in the same time zone. I used to live in Canada, but no, I we're going to be like yeah. yeah but yeah, we're we're going to be like two hours apart. So yeah, that's awesome. So next question: <clears throat> chocolate cake. Oh my god. That's all. 
I just had to throw that reference in there. <laughs> um, if nobody knew, I think that every single boot black that I know loves chocolate cake. It's part of the culture at this point. It's part of the culture. Part of the culture. <laughs> Moxie looks exasperated by it. <laughs> I have had chocolate cake in my hair. I have had it up my nose. I've had it. I have shoved it up people's nose. I mean, Ooh, um, the chocolate cake tradition is a lot of fun because that's something like when we are boot blacking, we are sharing our experience and our time with non boot blacks. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to chocolate cake, that is like boot black, chaos, gremlin, goofy, just it's, it's time that we're really only with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it was started out of a tradition. I want to, I used to know the history. I know that Izzy's involved. Um, I could look it up real fast, but um, it was started because a boot black, it was a boot black's birthday and they spent literally all day searching for chocolate cake to celebrate this boot black's birthday. And um, it turned into chaos and it it's just become a cute little fun tradition that, we share in like, I've heard you're not really a boot black till you've had your chocolate cake. I, I don't <laughs> agree with that. But it it's it's a fun time. It's a really yeah. fun time. Yeah. Um to, to tag onto that, and you're you're not wrong. It was definitely like a boot black's birthday, but to my understanding is it was actually the uh boot black in questions victory party yes. where he won a title the same mm-hmm. weekend that his birthday was, was happening awesome. so the victory party they had chocolate cake mm-hmm. there as like the birthday thing tied into the victory party and uh chaos ensued because boot blacks, because boot blacks. <laughs> yep <laughs> okay so what does stand etiquette look like for you stand etiquette um it's really different for everywhere and every venue yeah fair um i was gonna say if somebody comes up to your stand what are the things that you don't do like what are the things that the patron does not do for me personally stand etiquette if if you're sitting for me we are in an essence a mini scene Like if it's at a huge convention and it's Thursday or Friday and you're still technically working and you need to be on your phone. Okay. I understand that. But like, tell me first, Mm -hmm. because if you're playing on your phone while I'm doing your boots and I'm not aware, I'm, I'm not happy. I'm not happy because I feel like you're not, you're not holding your side. So for me, big one is stay off your phone. Yeah. If you just want to sit there and chill and people watch, awesome. Because I mean, our stands sit like three feet off the ground often, two and a half mm-hmm. to three feet off the ground. Mm-hmm. That is great people watching stuff. And there's even times where I'm like, dude, I just need, I need 20 minutes to chill. I'm going to mm-hmm. go sit for a boot black. And it's, I, I will like pick out the boot black that I'm going to sit for that I know or, because like I was like I just need some chill time and they'll understand that like um yeah. a friend of mine Bo up from the Pacific Northwest uh they're one of my favorite boot blacks to sit for because like they know that I am there to chill when I come see them and it's just like a very almost zenny 
zen-like experience for us they're very much into energy work and things like that and we'll just mm. quietly talk and i'll calm the fuck down mm. uh, yeah. for 15 to 20 minutes before i have to run off to do something else but like the big stand etiquette for me is don't play on your phone and don't expect me to do with you and buck and i have talked about this we actually did tiktoks about this don't mm-hmm. expect me to do with you what you have seen me do with someone else mm-hmm. or what the boot black next to me is doing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because every, every person I see is different. It's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's like you're saying, I mean, it, it, every session is kind of like its own mini scene. So each of those comes with its own negotiation, whether it's like flat out laid out, this is what I want. This is what I'm comfortable with. Or if you just kind of like feel each other out and progress through the scene. But each one is its own independent kind of thing. So mm-hmm. you're not going to have, I, I, I even had the same person sit for me multiple times and that will be a different experience every time. Right. So. So tacking on to stand etiquette, I would like to remind everybody that if you are sitting for a boot black, the boot black is a top in that situation. You need to respect them as you would any other top. Would you be playing on your phone if you were doing a rig scene? Right. No. Right. No, you would not be playing on your phone if you were in a rig scene or an impact scene or anything like that. You need to have the mutual respect. Now I want to tie someone's hands to the chair next time I'm boot black. Right. It's fun. I've done that. Just, you love. cannot move. I've tied someone's legs to the chair once. That was fun. I love that idea. Nice. Um, nice. One other thing, too, that I kind of want to tack on, because a lot of the time when you're seeing boot blacks like out in the wild, it'll either be like at a convention, at a bar, that kind of thing. Do not sit for a boot black if you are messy drunk. Um, oh, yeah. I, you cannot consent. Having a drink or two, that's fine, especially at the bar. I mean, I've, I've, I've boot black for people where they're feeling good. They've had like two or three drinks, whatever. But it's not, like, bad, and it's not inappropriate. It's, like, playful and whatever. And for me, personally, I'm fine with that. I mean, that'll come down to the individual boot black. Um, I have literally I have literally boot blacked at a bar once where um, the person sitting for me was so drunk, within three minutes they were passed out in my chair. Literally. Absolutely not. Um, so I was like, okay. That is Well, okay. it's it's technically better that than, like, them being rude and thoroughly inappropriate. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and finish up and get, you know, someone who's working the bar to be like, Hey, can you just get them off my chair? Thanks. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, don't, if you're sloppy drunk, do not sit for a boot black. It's not going to be fun for anyone. Yeah. So the next portion we have is how much should you pay your boot black per garment or how much should you tip your boot black? Should you do barters? Because I know that some people like to do barters and trade toys for services or trade like beers for service or whatever have you. I hate this question so much. <laughs> I think Moxie is a good answer. I hate this. <laughs> so I am not someone that I have, I will, I very rarely will ask anything of anyone. Like that's just not who I am. Um, and I don't always expect anything from anyone, but like people, people will ask, well, how much should I tip? And I always answer whatever you feel comfortable with. 
because we are all at different socioeconomic levels, to be very honest. And I, I will gladly sit, let someone sit for me who will, you know, Hey, I'll get you around a jello shots because I am a jello shot girl or like, Hey, Oh yeah. Same. I love me a jello shot. I do. I do. They're bad. Moxie is jello shot girl. Um, (laughs) but, and I've had people like be like, Hey, I, I'm low on cash. Would you mind touching up my vest? And I'm like, sure, I got you. No, no problem. Just let me know ahead of time. Let me know. And I mean, and your, your experience does not change at all. It will still be the same experience as if you were going to tip me even like a huge amount of money, say like 50 bucks. It's still going to be the same experience. It's just, I'm now Mm -hmm. not standing around awkwardly afterward going, well, are they going to tip me? Can I take someone else? And like, I just don't like that awkward thing. And Mm -hmm. it's not cool. Now, take home projects. If you are talking to me about taking home a project, I am going to look at it and be like, okay, this is going to be the price because most of the time take home projects are larger. Obviously, I don't have time to do it on a stand. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look at it and go, okay, this, this is the price. And at most for me, it's like, how many hours am I going to have to put into this? And I will tell you up front and you can decide if that project is worth your money. It may not be, and that's fine. But yeah. I, if it's a take home project, I'm now pulling my time away from like my kids. I have two teenage boys mm-hmm. who know I'm a boot black. They're aware. They don't understand all the intricacies of it. But like when my oldest was six, he he knew how to shine shoes because that's what mommy did in the living room. Why? We don't know. But mommy's watching cartoons and shining (laughs) shoes. Uh, (laughs) So he did, too. Um, That's awesome. (laughs) But that's the thing. Like I'm taking Uh away from my family life or even like time for my partners to work on your project. So that, that will have a number attached to it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I agree with that. I, I, if I'm boot blacking at a bar at an event, the way I kind of see it is this is part of the experience and I don't want someone's financial situation preventing them from being able to have that experience. That's not my bag. That's not what I want to do. Um, a lot of the time people are happy to have a number um so i will tell them it's like okay well on average people will tip like 20 bucks for a pair of boots but i will make sure to tell them whatever you're comfortable with i'm good um Mm -hmm. i have had uh some people tip me with um a magic card like magic the gathering trading card uh, because they know that i play i have had um, i've had someone tip me the jock strap that he was wearing that was fun you know so yeah. to, as far as I'm concerned, that just comes down to talk to the boot black in mind. Um, and on the flip side of that, uh, if you are a boot black and you have a specific expectation, let them know what the expectation is. Uh, I have seen some people say, well, I've done all this work and they only tip me 10 bucks or only whatever. And I'm reading this and I'm going, yeah, but did, did you say anything? Did you let them know, okay, well, I'm going to be putting in X amount of work this would be ideal for me. You need yeah. to communicate that on both sides because otherwise you run the risk of like hurt feelings happening and you, no one wants that. 
Right. Um, I have permission. I have an arrangement with my boot black to pay in praise and kisses. Oh. <laughs> um, so I'm pretty lucky in that. But um, and course, Diet Dr. Ever, Pepper. And Diet Dr. Pepper, keeping my fridge stocked as Diet Dr. Pepper. Um, yeah, it's 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 a pretty sweet deal. Uh, but if ever they needed something like, hey, I'm running short on this and I need it for your vest that you need done, can you buy that? Yeah, of course. You know, it's depending on your relationship with your boot black, of course. You're not going to have that relationship with a stranger. Yeah. But a lot of people like Alan understands that we don't have a lot of money, but we could spare eight bucks for a thing, a conditioner or, you know, whatever here and there, whatever needed. Mm. Um, it's 16 it's just for small. mine. Just saying. For the Huberts? I was so yeah. not a member. <laughs> I have never been asked to buy you conditioner yet. Not a number. I might request anyway. new brushes, but that's it. And like for okay. my partners, I would never expect my exactly. partners to tip me. That would be awkward. 100% awkward. But my partners also 100%. need to understand if I am not doing my boots, their boots on them. Like if it is not a scene that's probably going to sexy time, um, mm -hmm. the minimum is probably three to four weeks for me to get those boots done. <laughs> Fair. I mean, Hex will joke about it. Hex will be like, yeah, I need my jacket done, but I can't part with it for six months. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah i'm sorry <laughs> um so also like if you're talking about like stand stuff um me as baby boot black i have not really done stand a ton i'm gonna be honest there but I look at it as mostly any other scene. I'm gonna negotiate with you. I'm gonna ask about your boundaries. I'm gonna ask if I can put your mouth on my or my mouth on your boots if that's okay Always with ask you. That. You know, if I'm yeah, if I'm putting any kind of bodily fluids on anything of yours, I'm going to ask. And um, good rule of thumb. And yeah, the, the, I'm weird about that. And the big thing with a lot of this stuff is like. I've I've heard people say, well, negotiation's kind of weird and awkward and blah 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 for boot blocking. I'm like, it doesn't have to be. You're overthinking. If you want this, if you as the boot black want this to be a scene, don't underestimate the power of just leaning forward and going, How do you feel about, you know, someone licking your boots? They will let you know right then and there. <laughs> if Buck's flirting with me right now. <laughs> Always. Um but no, I mean, you can ask these questions in a really sexy way. Um, mm -hmm. Even stuff like when you're lacing their their laces back up. This is, the, <laughs> this is I might be giving away a trade secret at this point. I don't know. Um, when I go to put the laces back in, as opposed to asking, it's like, how tight do you like your laces, blah, blah, blah. I'll just look at them and go, how tight do you like it? And then hold up the laces. <laughs> and sometimes they'll catch the double entendre. And sometimes they won't. Does not matter. But it, it's a more fun way to be like, oh, okay, cool. Well, this is part of the process, but we're yeah. gonna make it a little spicy. I love that so yeah. much. Hundred percent. Can I tag something on tipping real fast? Absolutely. How about it? So one thing that I I learned during my title year is tipping culture is different everywhere. Mm. So oh, yeah. like, what I will be tipped in Sacramento is different than what I'll be tipped in Reno and vastly different than what I was tipped in Salt Lake City. Ooh. Salt Lake City is 
a very male oriented scene and being a femme presenting boot black, not just a, a boot black who is a girl, but a femme presenting boot black because I will boot black in tea dresses and tiaras. Love it. I, I wear tiaras and crowns all the I time. Uh, you found a good best friend. <laughs> we can nerd out yes. over the regalia. <laughs> um, but the tipping there was much different. I was there with my partner at the time who was this cute little, you know, twink boy Ooh. versus me was mm-hmm. night and day. Absolutely night and day. And like, yeah. that sucks. Misogyny yes. is dumb. Um but tipping culture is different everywhere absolutely everywhere so like it's not like you can hop from one bar to one bar to one bar and it's right. the same thing because it will never be like yeah. that okay so we've got a listener question from our friend of the show diana um is it okay to ask a stranger who is a boot black to do your boots and how do you go about negotiating that we just talked about negotiating a little bit but how would you approach a boot black to stand for you if you're a patron? I would say navigate it the same way that you would navigate a scene with someone else for any other type of play. Um, it, like, okay, if if some if someone's actively working the stand, it literally just comes down to finding the right time, like interrupting someone while they're mid-licking boots, maybe not the best time. But like between clients or if you can tell that there's like downtime or whatatever, you know, just approach the boot black, say, hey, do you have a list, blah, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. They are there to provide the service, so there's less of right. an awkward navigation there. Um, if it's someone that you just know that they're a boot black, but they're not actively working, I would say it's the same thing as like any other type of play. If they're not actively playing, or you're not at a play party or whatever, but you know that you want to engage in this form of, form of play with them, just be like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm interested in that. Can we talk about it? And you just start that conversation and find out, you know, when is the boot black working? What availability do they have that kind of thing but yeah just approach respectfully and be and just say hey i'm interested in this what do you think and just kind of go from there yeah that's that's as straightforward as you can get like truly we don't bite without consent facts (laughs) generally yeah (laughs) enthusiastic consent for me i have some people i'm allowed to nibble on i just (laughs) Like I flag houndstooth for a reason. Same. <laughs> I have a very crafty friend of mine who, when they heard me uh, complaining that I wasn't able to find any houndstooth hankies, she sewed me one. That's so <laughs> sweet. That's I have a I have a custom houndstooth hanky. It's lovely. I have a custom pup hanky. Oh, I'm gonna. Yeah, it was made by a furry. Oh, cute! Yeah. I love it. I love yes. that. Hello, pop prints. That's, awesome. That's lovely. Um, for our listeners, that is a tie dye with paw prints all over it. It's very, very cool. Very psychedelic. Thank you. Um, so, how should a leather bar approach a boot black to stand for them? Uh, what's the etiquette there? <laughs> should they be paying you? For me, I d- I'm going to get tips. So I don't feel like the bar itself needs to pay me. Um, but for me, they need to be very specific about what times they need me and how mm-hmm. much time I'm going to be putting forward. And they need to be very 
very specific with me with what I am allowed to do in said bar and what I am not allowed to do in said bar. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, even as simple as our bar in Reno that I have boot black for, which a friend of mine owns, um, he doesn't really like it when I pull out a torch and play with it. And it's not, it's not all about me, you know, rubbing up on anything. He doesn't want me to set anything accidentally on fire. That Mm -hmm. being said, he has gone camping with me and he knows that fire can be dangerous in my presence. So, (laughs) Ma'am, are you flaming your polish? No, I, no, I will not flame polish. (laughs) I will not do that, but I will burn off strings. (laughs) Yeah. So, yes. Doing flames on the polish, blah, blah, blah. I, I, I posted about this as well. It is a shortcut. It is a cheat. This should not be like when you are just learning your skills, going for the lighter. No, that's like when you're just learning, going for the parade gloss. No, know what you're doing first. And then you can like maybe dabble in shortcuts and the flashy stuff. Right. But especially lately, I'm finding that there's an increase in popularity in, um, I think they're called SWAT boots, where you have like the fabric panels on the side mm-hmm. or the canvas panels, that kind of thing. If there is fraying and you're dealing with frayed fabric, you can use a lighter to like get rid of like some of the spare threads or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But as far as actual polish, no. And you need to be really careful because you can accidentally damage the boot in a way where it's like, oh, that that's going to be a project if you can repair it at all. Um, so yeah, uh, lighters are typically not your friend unless you really know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I specifically use an electric lighter for that exact reason, so that it doesn't flame up the whole fucking thing, you know? Um, and, and I've heard, am I allowed to share a horror story <laughs> really quick? Yes, please. Um, I, I have seen, <laughs> I, I, I have heard of a boot black that was doing the lighter thing and accidentally burned off like hair. Oops. So be careful. <laughs> be very careful. Um, fire's no joke. Mm-hmm. And if you are doing it in a bar, then you're also looking at liquor license issues with regards to open flames inside the bar. Yeah, so, true. You know, mm. yeah. I think so. Back to um, leather bars and what that they like, what they should ask of you, and mm-hmm. what they should be uh, doing in exchange for you. I think the only thing that I would really ask for is unlimited diet coke, um, or just like unlimited drinks. That's reasonable. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. Or at the very least, the same deal that the bartenders and bar staff have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, like my my home bar, um, we're allowed anything non-alcoholic is unlimited, and we are allowed two shift drinks, uh, for free. Um, does not awesome. matter what it is, you know, top shelf, whatever. Yeah. I don't think anyone at the bar drinks top shelf anything. To be fair, because right. uh, this kind of <laughs> this this is a fun bar. Um, right. But yeah, you're looking at like Jack Daniels instead of like the high end whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, uh, whatever is is kind of the go to for the bar staff is definitely reasonable. Mm-hmm. What's your drinks of choice? Moxie, do you want to answer this? One? I. It really depends on the bar. Um, so my bar in Reno, I have been known to uh, take my own mint in and make him make me mojitos. Ooh. <laughs> but i'm like just standard bar i'm a vodka tonic girl vodka tonic with a twist that's my thing if it's a good whiskey bar i'm i want to try all the whiskeys um i may you know commit sacrilege Mm -hmm. and put them in dr pepper but that's something that you have to deal with not me 
Moxie's just there. I'm drinking this, but it's a you problem. Yeah, that's a you problem. That's <laughs> a you problem. Um, but yeah, I my drink of choice most time is vodka tonic. The Bolt has this amazing pink drink stuff that tastes like a pink Starburst. I do like that on occasion. Um, yeah, we're going for that. If I ever actually come to visit, uh, you are coming to visit, whether it kills happen. me. So, <laughs> um, my go-to is usually gin. Um, I will have, and I learned, this is a drink that um, I got from a drag queen friend of mine, gin, ginger ale, splash of pineapple juice. It is yes. so good. Actually, that, that probably wouldn't be too bad. Um, I also like a whiskey sour specifically made with Jack Daniels honey because I have a mm. sweet tooth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack and Coke, if I am just in the mood for something that actually tastes like alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, and that pairs well with cigars as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or if we're doing shots, Jaeger. You and I could do shots together. <laughs> we could totally yeah, do yeah. shots together. All right. Yeah, we could all do shots together, honestly. Uh, I'm a bartender, barista, bud tender, boot black. Oh, all the alcohol. <laughs> I am sitting for Alan. <laughs> um, so my drink of choice is, it sounds like a bartender drink. So it's called a Happy Meal. It's a. Does it come with a, a toy? I'm worried because of the name alone. <laughs> it's a Miller High Life with a shot of Rumples on the side. Oh, interesting. It's it's disgusting. I'm aware I'm a fucking trash can. Okay. I need to try that at some point because I actually used to. Drink I agree. <laughs> oh my gosh, Big Susie, we're going to that pup night thing. I'll I'll order you one. Got you. Wait, what? I don't. <laughs> We gonna have to talk about that. Tell, tell them where they can find you. I am Moxie Minion absolutely at anywhere. So I'm Moxie Minion on Facebook, Instagram, FetLife. I'm I'm not the best at reading my FetLife and TikTok. So I'm Moxie Minion anywhere. If you're looking to find me live and in person, Northwest Leather Celebration NWLC, which will be in August of 2023. I am their bootleg coordinator. I am there. And guaranteed to have me is SPLF. So South Plains Leather Fest. It's their national MS contest this year. And then in 2024, they're adding the international personal leather contest. I am also the boot black coordinator there. And I, yeah, I, I'm, I won't say contracted, but I'm, I'm there. (laughs) I mean, the main place where I guess people find me at this point is you can find me on TikTok under Buck Harder. And uh, I do have a Twitter, uh, Friendly Neighborhood Boot Black is my main like boot blocking Twitter. And it's spelled the Canadian way, so it's neighborhood with the extra U. Um, and as far as finding me in person, like I said, I mean, I boot black at the barracks for the, the, the beer bust. And I will be boot blocking during uh, Leather Getaway in LA Thanksgiving weekend. So I will be working the stand there. They're still figuring out scheduling and all that. And I probably won't know exactly when until I get there. But I'll be there that weekend working the stand as well. Yes. And I'm going to kidnap Buck to work my stands sometime. That's... It'll happen at some point. <laughs> yes. Love that. All right. Are you guys ready to close out? Yeah, I think so. Cool, you. So I bought a pair of these hot black leather boots for my drug dealer. And I don't know what they're laced with, but I've been tripping since I tried them.